I see two stages. One is the exploration, and the second one is the research. Most of the people focus on the research, but the exploration stage is where you explore the unknown. Welcome to the Global From Asia e-commerce gladiator series, where you can follow along the progress of setting up a cross-border e-commerce business from start to finish. Hear insights of real product research, Amazon FBA, China manufacturing, branding, marketing, and all the blood, sweat, and tears of building a global business from Asia. Now, let's tune in. Today's podcast is brought to you by Global Sources. When sourcing products globally, buyers use online and offline channels. Online marketplaces offer the year-round convenience of a wide selection of products and suppliers. And offline, at trade shows, buyers see exclusive new product launches and gain confidence meeting exhibitors. But there is a better way. There's one online marketplace where buyers get the offline benefits of a trade show. It's globalsources.com. Supercharged by Global Sources trade shows featuring exhibitors and their newest products. Online to offline, it's your O2O sourcing advantage. Hey, hey, hey. Episode number seven, Global From Asia e-commerce gladiator podcast series. Don't know if you noticed in the intro, we added gladiator. Started as our TV show, which is coming. It's been a lot of editing. The TV show will be coming out. We recorded a couple weeks ago, deep in production. Check it out at ecommercegladiator.com. And these podcasts are still weekly, Fridays, afternoon, 2 p.m. We're at episode 7. We, as always, keep a quick URL, globalformasia.com slash ecommerce007. And we do have a 007 with us today, this guest, Mayor Simhi. He was on our first show of this series. He's our advisor He's my inspiration for this e-commerce series, this e-commerce business, Para Living Inc. He's a shareholder. He's uh, been guiding us, all the partners, Jack, Kadrian, Roland, and I are really happy with his assistance and his help. So we got him back on the show. We're still diving into his product selection. I know the last couple of shows, we had Greg Mercer giving us some tips on product selection and Amazon strategies. Last week, we had the partners on talking about the product selection process. So keep it driving this home, and we have Mayer here. So he's got some different thinking of even what some of our previous guests had thought. And it seems like everybody has different strategies, but he's he's really blowing my mind with this content. I think you should listen to this a couple of times. We also have the notes, as always, on the show notes at globalfromasia.com slash e-commerce 007, 007 agent. And it was so much content. We recorded this in OCT Loft at a nice coffee shop, pretty quiet. Hopefully it's nice and smooth for you guys to listen. And we broke into two parts because it was just so much action, so much knowledge. So this is part one. And then next week we will have part two. As far as Para Living Inc., our e-commerce live case study, real business, I am still waiting to get the Amazon account verified and approved by Amazon for the bank statement and stuff with the Delaware company. And we're negotiating and reviewing the shareholders' agreement 
and we have about four products where samples come into my home studio. So it's it's live, it's real, and it's been awesome talking to different people in the community. We have our GFA VIP membership, talking to some people in there. Timur, thanks, dude, for interacting, and and others, Rico. Also, we have the cross-border matchmaker. I know you probably hear us talk about cross-border summit. The matchmaker is a new event we're going to do in October 27th, Friday in Huachan Bay, Shenzhen, China. It's going to have an amazing lineup of Chinese and Western or international speakers, simultaneous translation, mayors on the list to be a speaker again. He's always a top one. So you guys want to check that out at globalformasia.com slash matchmaker. It supports the show, supports what we're doing here, supports me, and uh, makes my wife happy. So all this free content. So without further ado, let's tune in with Mayor and product selection and strategic thinking, very strategic thinking here. Thank you, Mayor. And let's go into the show. Okay, everybody, back in. OCT Loft with our advisor and my good friend, Mayor Simhi. Thanks for being here, Mayor. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, we're excited for this show. We've been preparing deep into the night for the past couple of days. So we are live with Para Living Inc. And you've been giving us, the team, great advice through the last couple of weeks. And I think you said, maybe we'll say it on the show, but I think this is probably the most... Uh, challenging obstacle and it's right at the beginning right is finding that product definitely so we're we're pushing through and we've been getting lots of different feedback from people and you have uh it seems like you really enjoy enjoy uh this part uh we've i got y'all you got me all fired up for the interview with uh some of your uh your your strategies so so um i'm excited for today and it could be a huge topic. I mean, forever. Like you say, you have a training program that you say you have multiple, yeah. multiple. So we're going to yeah. multiple sessions. So of course, it's going to be hard to go deep. But we have a really valuable session today. So first, before we get started, we'll talk about Para Living. So we're in the sourcing stages. We we have like very different products in different categories. About four different products. Uh, we're talking um, to different suppliers now. Going to be shipping to my studio, <laughs> my home office in Shenzhen, and I'll be uh, sending videos and pictures. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, end of this week or early next week, we should get some samples. And you, you, uh, you know, you've been giving us some some interesting feedback. I, I guess some somewhat, I'm a little bit concerned about the direction. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but maybe we—you we, feel like we should be more on a, a, a focused vision at this stage. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I think you know. I guess my thinking is we're going to kind of just—we're learning work as a team too, and we're try, we're really rushing. I think with Christmas, I uh, I hope we can make it for Christmas. Um, I think we should be able to. It's early September now, so I think we'll get some experience with the different products, and hopefully, we'll we'll find more direction with the with the product. Yeah. So, yeah, basically this stage is, I call it the first roller coaster uh, station. Uh, this is where you go up and down. It's very exciting. Uh, you order samples. 
um, you anticipate and sometimes it's disappointing, sometimes it's very promising. Um, so it's a lot of ups and downs and it is a stay, it's a tricky stage because many people, many newbies tend to stuck in this stage. Mm -hmm. They stuck in this uh, um, circle of looking for products and looking for uh, suppliers and, and examining uh, different ideas. So it's very important to have a, a process and to understand what you are doing at this stage. True, true. So let's dive in. You, you helped really make a great outline for today. Uh, helped do a lot of my normal work. So first, I think when we're deciding a product, it seems like the first is what you say is business model. Um, how, you're, you know, how are you going to be an e-commerce seller? Do you want to share about that? Yeah, I mean, so basically there are a few questions you have to answer uh, by yourself before you uh, start this uh, process. And one of them is, is uh, the business model. What is your business model? Um, are you going to be a wholesaler? Are you going to do drop shipping? Or are you going to develop your own private label brand? So the products you're going to look for uh, are going to be basically depend on your business model or business direction. So I think for, for Power Living, I think a lot of other listeners, I believe, I believe want to make their own brand uh, rather than selling other, other brands. So that would be private label. You know, I don't know, if, I think you know, in, I didn't do it on purpose, but when we picked the name, Power Living is PL, oh, okay. <laughs> private label. Okay. But uh, I, I think that, well, of course, I think it also goes into difficulty, right? When right. The, if you make your own brand, you have the most work, right? If you're selling somebody else's product, it's, uh, it's less, less upfront work. Uh, right. But this work might uh, pay it off, you know, uh, eventually because you're building an asset. Mm -hmm. It's something that is going to be yours. For the long, for the long term, it's going to accumulate some value, mm -hmm. uh, equity, you know. Uh, so personally, I prefer to focus on building brands. Uh, so this is where I, I could share my best practices and tips. Definitely. It's tr truly valuable uh, because, yeah, I think when businesses sell, I think the first thing is the brand right. in the long term, right? right. Like if you're, if you're doing wholesale or drop shipping, I think maybe the value would be your distribution channels maybe, but... Price. And the price. Price. Uh, but... With a brand, of course, people people know it, people trust it, people look for it. So, so that's a great point. And then once people get past the business model, the next point we have or you have is: uh, is it a passion project or is it your business? Is it you know are you are you doing this for the long term? Um, is it something to learn from? What what are, what's the purpose of us doing this business? Yeah, so there are a few questions to ask. Sh should we sell something that we have passion about or anything that can make money? Why we are doing this? Uh, should we sell a, a new product or a product with a track record and a stable demand? Uh, do we want to invent the wheel or we want to sell something that is already selling and just, you know, uh, uh, competing with uh, the current sellers on the marketplace? Or should we sell a trendy product or a niche product with a long life cycle? 
All of these questions you have to uh, consider and try to answer uh, before you start this stage or before you pick your product. Once you know and you're certainly sure about what you're going to do, uh, it will be much easier to filter the noise and focus on the right products. Yeah, it's true. And something I've added, I, I, we, I've learned from other interviews is, uh, that's I think a lot of times the difference with a Chinese seller and a foreign seller. Foreign, Western, I call, we call, are like, I call them foreigners here, but Western international or people outside of China, a lot of times there's passion. They're doing it for, uh, they're doing it for extra income, side, side hustle, side money. Whereas like a lot of times the Chinese seller doing this for a full-time business. Of course, there's not, it's not just that clear Chinese are not Chinese, but especially in China, I think it's, it's their lifestyle. It's their business. It's their life. Um, yeah. So in order to answer this question, firstly, you have to understand that there is no one right answer and it depends on various of different factors. But the most important is what is right for you. What will uh, suit you, what will fit your lifestyle and, and your vision, your personal vision, because it must be aligned. Mm -hmm. If it's not aligned, you will, if you don't want to be stuck in one place, you should not uh, consider a merchant fulfill based business. You don't want to have your own warehouse. Mm -hmm. and you don't want to run a, a big operation. You want to run something from your laptop. So it really depends on what you're looking for yourself and then build the business accordingly. And I think a point, a final point on this topic is when we say you, it means your business. So that means all your partners need to be aligned. That was exactly. something I've exactly. learned the hard way with yeah. previous businesses. Good friends, but uh, a lot of them wanted it passion side. They liked to like to side hustle the money. They had their day jobs. Um, I remember I was trying to force one of my good friends partners because I was already in China. I was like, "Dude, you you could get a bigger apartment. You could live upstairs. You could have a warehouse downstairs. Right. We're paying all this money over here." And he's like, "No, didn't didn't want to do that." So. Yeah, so some of the factors to consider are like, what is your budget? Mm -hmm. How much are you going to start with? Do you have an investor or sponsor? What is your capital, basically? Uh, what are your strength points? Uh, are you a marketer? Mm -hmm. Do you have uh, experience in internet marketing, in product development? Are you a creative guy, a designer? You need to understand what, what are, are your uh, strengths and then uh, base your business model uh, on that. Maybe you have access to some suppliers of products. Maybe your uncle has a factory for cosmetics and you, you can have uh, uh, easy reach for these kind of products and get uh, uh, um, um, better conditions. Maybe he can sponsor your goods and you can sell and then pay or something like that. Um, even you should consider your, your selling channels. Uh, what, what, where are you going to sell your products? Uh, it's going to be Amazon, eBay, your own websites. All of these uh, factors uh, are very important and things that you have to consider when you uh, plan or when you choose your business model. And only then you can go and look for products and pick your products. Agreed.
Yeah, like even with the this business, we're having, of course, the advantages for at least my as I have a lot of people. So I I said today in a, in a group that a Chinese factory approached uh, me about a product they have. They don't know how to reach Amazon. They don't know how to sell overseas, and it's their product. And probably gonna have Kadrian because he's he speaks Chinese. I'll probably connect him to the factory owner. It's again Guanxi or something, but yeah, you got to leverage everything, right? So sometimes right. you can look into that direction, and uh, and uh, and lever like I was, you got me on that word leverage, but uh, find any kind of advantage you have and maximize that rather exactly. than optimizing, rather than try to improve your weakness, maximize your strength or your right where you are in the world, right. what, what knowledge you have, what relationship you have. It's great input, and then. So finding these product opportunities. So once we know maybe some of our strengths, our budgets, uh, you know, our business model, like we've been going through, um, this is where I think in our current case study, you know, people are searching everywhere. Where I think a lot of times people like they get stuck here because they're like, okay, I want to make a couple thousand dollars on Amazon. I have my day job. I don't even know where to look. How can they, you know, how can they uh, get some opportunities? Yeah. So. Basically, like I, I uh, mentioned earlier, I look at this uh, process. Uh, I see two stages. One is the exploration, and the second one is the research. Most of the people focus on the research, but the exploration stage is where you explore the unknown. Is where you uh, get. Uh, uh, drifted with the wind, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you yeah. go and just look at products, look at uh, other sellers, look at the uh, suppliers, you look uh, in Alibaba mm -hmm. and some other uh, sourcing platforms, and you just look for ideas without knowing what are you looking for. Yeah. This is when you explore. But once you found something, then the research starts. Then you want to check. Then you want to have KPIs and you want to uh, collect data that can help you maximize your chances to success. Mm -hmm. um, so there are many ways to find products. It could be something you need and then you look for and develop a niche around it. Uh, it could be a thorough research on Amazon or browsing categories and bestsellers or using tools. Uh, and it can even be a coincidence. It happened to me once. You know, someone gave me a gift that appeared to, to be a great opportunity. Yeah. So That's you a great can find gift. your product anywhere, basically. Yeah. Um, but you need to explore. You need to be in this quest. It's a quest. I agree. Okay? Uh, and once you start this quest uh, and you already know your business model, you already know uh, how you're going to build this, uh, what is your goals and visions, it will be easier for you to, like I said before, filter the noise and focus on the right products for you. It's great. So as we're saying, Explorer, I also got to... Shout out our sponsor, or globalsources.com. They, they are also a, a good choice as well as Alibaba. But this can be done online or offline. Yeah. So we have the advantage. We're here in China. We Canton Fair is coming up. Yeah. Global Sources show and all these other shows. 
So that could be another way of exploring, walking the trade shows, meeting suppliers. So, but I think what, you, you know, I think most people are probably having like a hundred tabs open in Google Chrome, crashing your overheating from all these yeah. tabs. You keep digging and digging and then you, a lot of times, even with our, our sourcing process uh, with Power Living has been, you know, we have the sell side and the source side. So you're looking online, you're like, oh, this looks good on Amazon. Let me go check these sourcing directories. They're sourcing the directories. They're trying to look at the price. You're trying to calculate the margin. And another thing I learned as I was, as I was, we're reviewing all these candidates for the part, the, the program, somebody said the most important part of e-commerce sellers is, 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 uh, is always, you're always digging for product. You're always researching. So like, I think you, you have like a list of products. You're always, you're always building this list. It's never ending. List. It never ends. Yeah. Right. So sometimes people think, okay, I find the product. This is phase one. I sell the product. I'm done. But I think it's a ever if you want to be in the game long term, you're ongoing always process. always going. Yeah, it's ongoing. And going into that is the numbers, right? So, so maybe we've done some research. We found we found uh, the products. Um, so that's kind of I think maybe you can give me feedback about Para Living what we're doing. But we're I think in the numbers game. So we we kind of have a few different things spread out. We also had Greg Mercer on the show. He was saying maybe divide divide a budget up evenly across a few different products, see see what works, and then double down on those that work and cut back on the ones that don't. Um, is that that's pretty pretty much what's what's going to happen? Or yeah, so basically, it's it's definitely a a, um, a game of numbers, you know, uh, game of thrones. More, yeah, <laughs> the more you try, the more chances uh, you'll have to to find the. Uh, a golden nugget or a successful product, a bestseller. Yeah, that's true. But again, uh, you want to maximize your chances. So basically, it's not just throwing you know, money and expect something to work. You need to look where you can have added value, where you can have advantage, and where you can uh, differentiate your product. And once you understand the whole picture, it's a game of numbers. And the idea is to launch as many products as possible and then stay, keep the, the successful products. Got it. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully Christmas is good to us and, and everybody listening that's selling online. And, and uh, so I think, yeah, I'm excited about your next topic we have is uh, the research process. So this is something, uh, you have like a whole order and different sections of your, your research process. Um, do, you want, do you want to share, share with us? Yeah, so basically this is how I, I work when I am going to, to launch a new brand. Um, the first stage will be the, the niche level research, the, the exploration. This is where I, I check every aspect of the niche the, or the category, um, big brands, um, the brand loyalty, you know, uh, some categories, uh, um, the buyers will, will stay loyal to uh, specific brands for some products like uh, vacuums, cleaners, <laughs> or uh, uh, shavers, mm. stuff like that. Shaved beard cream. I think uh, yeah, I, um, 
the shaver, the trimmers, you the know? The trimmer. Yeah, so you, you, how many brands you know? You know, it's like you have Panasonic, you have Philips, you have Brown, but you don't know many private label brands for this kind of products because the, the brand loyalty there is, is very high. And it's something that you want to you wanna check very good because maybe it's a good opportunity because people are looking for, maybe there is a place, maybe there is a room for a new private label brand in this niche. So you, you really want to understand the dynamic in this niche, in this category. And then you want to understand the, the, the potential, the sales, the volume, uh, the main players, the special regulations. You want to understand the standards, if it requires uh, uh, you know, specific uh, certificates or lab reports or tests or uh, you, you, there are any uh, limitation or selling this product in the internal market. It's very important to understand all these aspects before you choose your niche, before you choose your category. Then the, the next stage is to identify the trend. So it's the trend level research. Um, so what, what are the hottest trends in this niche? And what is evergreen in this niche? What, what kind of products are selling for very long time with stable uh, demand? For example, if, if my category is uh, men's fashions or men's accessories and my niche is wallets, a trendy product could be a carbon NFC RFID card holder. And the last couple of years, it became a very good uh, seller, very hot product, um, especially on Amazon. Yeah. So... You want to you wanna understand the, the, the trends in this niche and you want to catch a trend when it's just starting, not when it's uh, dying. So even in a, in a niche, in a category, there are changing trends, always changing trends. So you need to identify the trend and uh, understand what you should um, filter you know, what you should uh, and not do and what you should do. The next one is the brand level research. So what is selling on the market right now? Uh, what, is the, what are the weaknesses or strengths points of the current supply, the product that are selling right now on the market? So usually in this uh, stage, I will... Uh, read the reviews and I will also try to uh, estimate the risk so if I see a product with good sales volume but the risk is high because most of the people most of the buyers that bought this product left bad reviews I understand that there is a problem with this product. People are disappointed with this product. It could be a quality um, problem and it could be a functionality problem, just a bad design. This product is very promising. It looks promising, but it doesn't deliver. So 
you don't want to 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 make a product like this because it's a it's it it takes a lot of investment to make a product sell and then re bad reviews can kill your product so you don't want to invest a lot of time and efforts and promote your product to the first pages and even get sales and then get returns and bad reviews but it could be also an opportunity if you could take this product and improve it it could be a huge opportunity so this is something you need to check with the manufacturer and really understand the essence of the product the next and the final stage is the product level research the costs the design the differentiation potential uh, and the potential uh, product line mm. yeah so this this final point i'm i'm even curious about when you're looking at the product specifically you're saying like how to grow that product with different product lines yeah so so as i when i consider a product i will look i will try to make to to to, to have a foundation for growth okay so i will tend to to choose a product that i can uh, add more products and create a uh, product line based based on this product so for example if it's if it's uh, sunglasses it's very easy to expand your product range because you can use the same accessory set the same box and just uh, add new models or new sunglasses designs and use the same branding the same accessories and uh, the same template for the product page almost everything will be the same just the product itself will be different and it will make it very easier for you to grow your brand and expand your product range another thing is um, i will when i'm adding uh, accessories and create bundles i will always check if i could use these accessories as a standalone product if i could sell it as a separate product also as a way to expand my my product range so basically this would be my foundation mm. uh, to grow my my brand now if i sell garlic presser or <laughs> watermelon core or yeah. <laughs> all of this kind of this product it's harder to to diversify I yeah feel. yeah i yeah. mean you can you can create a, a, a kitchen kitchen accessories yeah. brand and then sell everything for the kitchen but it will still be a new product every time and a new research and new keywords everything is new yeah but when you're selling sunglasses or any product that you can change the model of the product it will be easier to grow and expand very cool all right mary so we're going to we're going to make this a two part series because this is very amazing and all right we will see you guys in the next session man this is tight this is just intense i think i'll be honest the reason we cut this into shows is coffee and espresso spilled on the table
And uh, it was intense anyway, so we try to keep these shows shorter. We got really busy business owners that listen to the show and can't always get through the whole thing. So we also want to keep these 20 to 30 minutes as well. So I do hope you guys enjoyed this one. Again, show notes are at globalfromasia.com slash 007. And if you're able to be in Shenzhen during the trade show season, we got that Friday, October 27th event. I've been talking to Walmart, been talking to Shopify, been talking to Amazon seller, global sellers, platform, PayPal, tons of amazing sellers from overseas. Mayor is going to be a speaker. Got Will Churlin from the US, John Cavendish with Europe. It's going to be awesome. So check that out, globalfranchise.com slash matchmaker. And that's about it. You know, we appreciate iTunes reviews. We appreciate feedback. I'm getting some amazing emails from people. We just want to take action in life, right? Life is short. I am honestly exhausted. I've been just getting into Hong Kong. And uh, this border life is, is tough. But we need to keep our chins up and keep on pushing. Thank you for our GFA VIP members. It's uh, it's great to have you guys in the community, and we're building that up. And uh, just glad to have everybody here for uh, along for the ride. See you guys next week. Tuesday's interviews, Friday's e-commerce series. Thanks. Global from Asia e-commerce gladiator series, where you can follow along the progress of setting up a cross-border e-commerce business from start to finish. Hear insights of real product research, Amazon FBA, China manufacturing, branding, marketing, and all the blood, sweat, and tears of building a global business from Asia. 